Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Morning, everybody. Thank you for being with the Greater North Fulton Chamber and Roswell Inc. this morning. Um, this is the first of our June webinar series in, on economic recovery in North Fulton. And um, I couldn't be happier that we are partnering with my friend Steve Stroud and his amazing team for this webinar series. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started because we've got lots of great stuff to do today, but you will see a number of people still coming in. So we know we've got about 150 people signed up for this. So we're going to let them come in. But in the meantime, I would love to invite Steve, if you don't mind, just to say a few words on behalf of Roswell Inc. Thanks, Callie. We are very excited. This uh, North Fulton Economic Recovery webinar, webinar series in June, I think, is action-packed. I would suggest if you've got clients, if you've got friends, invite them to this Zoom, uh, these Zoom calls every Thursday. Uh, it's a great resource. And as you know, we love the Chamber of Commerce. The Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce is our Chamber of Commerce in Roswell, and we're here to partner with them. So please share, share these links. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity for a free Zoom Zoom uh, event with the Chamber and with Roswell Inc. So I encourage you to share that. So I'm very excited. And as always, Callie, it's great to see you and great to be a part of what you you guys are doing at the Chamber. Same, Steve. Um, it's great to have two organizations who work so closely together. And certainly during this time since March, it's been absolutely a pleasure for our team's to work together and collaborate. And um, honestly, I can't wait so we can all get together and, and uh, go have a cup of coffee or drink, you know, whichever that works, which way sure. that works. So. For sure. <laughs> well, thank you, um, Steve and Roswell Inc. We, of course, appreciate you partnering with us. We have a load of great programming coming this month. Um, it's on your screen right now, um, all driven by things that you have told us you have an interest in. Um, and so we know that all of us are meeting right now around uh, Zoom. Uh, so I want to get right to the meat of today's program. But first, just as a reminder, everyone is muted and we ask that you stay that way so that we can avoid background noise for our presenter. And then if you have any questions for our Zoom expert, if you will use the Q&A feature, um, we will address the questions at the end of the presentation and certainly get to as many of those as time allows. Um, and so I also want to thank John Ray with North Fulton Business Radio X, who is our media sponsor for these programs. The great news is that the webinar recording will be available following the presentation. And as always, we will send a link um, to you that will be available after this so that you can always get back to that information, which will be awesome. But now we are very excited to have our very own Zoom expert, Nicole Gray, join us today. Nicole is a veteran of the SaaS industry. She spent a bulk of her career at ADP before moving into startups. She was the first customer success manager, which, pause for a moment, love that title. I'm totally ripping that off later. Customer success manager hired in the Zoom Atlanta office. And currently, she is the office's, even better, happy crew manager 
I love this. And the team lead for her customer success team. Nicole, we are so excited to hear from anybody who's uh, in charge of a happy crew this morning. And we are so thrilled that you're here to help us out with what we've kind of been trying to do um, and give us some tips and tricks. So thank you. Well, thank you. And good morning to everybody. Good to see everybody. Um, Let me go ahead and share my screen. And feel free, um, I put a message in the chat, feel free to put questions there. My teammate and friend, Brandon Nivens, who's also in our Atlanta office, he'll be able to answer your questions. And of course, if we have any time at the end, looking forward to taking your questions there as well. So again, welcome everybody to Zoom 101, as we like to call it. Appreciate your time this morning. And like Callie had said, um, again, my name is Nicole Gray, and my office is located in Alpharetta. And we've been there now officially a year. So it's definitely been an exciting time for us. And we're looking to grow and, of course, do more in the community as well. So what I want to talk about as far as our new normal for a minute. Um, I heard a lot of the banter before we started, and people were kind of like, I miss the, the, the face-to-face interaction and things like that, which I don't think is going to go away, but obviously this is going to be new for us, um, having, these, having these interactions as far as over Zoom. And as you can see, a lot has changed as far as with students now, you know, being taught at home with their parents, um, the increase in web traffic, you know, everybody seems to be using the internet now. And of course, if you're a parent of somebody in school, um, nothing like as far as those lives being disruptive and having be not only working, but also a teacher. So this is something that's new to all of us. But as you know, we're definitely all in this together. So let's talk about a better way to collaborate as far as with Zoom. So whether you're new or maybe you've done it for a little bit, we want to show you some ways that you can use not only the Zoom meeting, but also the Zoom webinar. And of course, offer some tips and best practices as well. Okay. Uh, First, let's talk about the difference between a Zoom webinar and a Zoom meeting. So currently today, we're on a Zoom meeting. That's all the participants can content share. Every participant has the ability as far as to hear this meeting. Um, All the participants are on video. And this is kind of your everyday meeting, a way to collaborate like you all were doing and, you know, the, hey, how you doing? And before we get down to business. Now, if you're doing a webinar, That's where you have just your host and your panelists only. So think about that webinar as far as being like a keynote. Um, We've seen maybe some graduations on webinars. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, All hands. That's what we do at Zoom. We have our all hands meetings on webinars. That's allowing just the panelists to be seen. And then the participants are just in a listen and view only mode. Okay. So with that, before we actually even dive into more about the webinar meeting, I want to talk a little bit as far as scheduling Zoom meetings. Um, There's several different ways to do it. So if you weren't sure, if you currently are using Outlook, you can actually download what's called an Outlook plugin. And I'm going to ask Brandon to put that address into the chat so you all can keep that. So you download the Outlook plugin. This is something that works exact, works for Zoom. Once you've downloaded it and you have a Windows machine, you're going to see a blue and white icon that says schedule a meeting. So I know some of you were going into the web as far as scheduling, but now you can actually go on your calendar, which a lot of us spend a lot of time on our calendar. So it just makes it easy to do. Once you've done that and you've clicked on to schedule a meeting, then it's just a matter of configuring your settings. So your video, do you want that on? If you're the host, do you want the video on for your participants? The great thing is once you decide, 
<coughs> excuse me, whether you want it on or off. As a participant, I can always turn my camera off. So that's okay if the participants pop up. They do have the choice to turn their camera off. With the audio, we always recommend both. That means telephone and computer audio. So there was a time, not like now, where we didn't know where everybody was. Um, people could have been in their office. People could possibly have been in their car. Um, people could be have been in the airport. So that's where the telephone comes in giving your attendees the flexibility to actually dial into the meeting. Um, and then your computer audio, as you have probably have heard, is a lot different than years ago where you had kind of like that static sound. It's very clear. And that's something that I'm using today. So this gives your attendees into your meeting that flexibility to either dial in or use their computer audio. And then, of course, you have different meeting options excuse me, that are available to you. Um, one I want to point out is an alternative host. This is a person, have you ever been in a situation where you found yourself double booked um, or you had actually scheduled a meeting, but then you realize, oh my God, I can't do it. Something else has come up. This is where that alternative host could come in. So you can make somebody within your chamber, um, somebody within your business, that alternative host, they can step in, they can start that meeting for you and they can also end it. So that's where that alternative host comes in. And then just to make sure as far as everything's running smoothly with the Outlook plugin, make sure that the desktop client is the desktop client is running on the back end. So that's that little blue and white camera icon that you'll see on your computer. You want to make sure that's running so then we can get the Outlook plugin to work effectively for you. All right. And again, remember, if you want to ask any questions, feel free to put those in. All right. Um, lastly, with the calendar, we just want to show you how you can update um, your meeting agenda. Very similar to how you schedule meetings today, but again, now you can actually make them Zoom meetings. So you'll see you have your subject, your location, your start and end time. So it's very similar to how you're doing it today, but it's just kind of taking that up a notch and making it a Zoom meeting. All right, so you're ready to do a webinar. How do you schedule and customize your webinar? I just wanted to show you kind of the difference as far as what a co-host, a host, and attendee can do in a webinar. And you'll notice there's a lot of different features and functionalities that are available for everyone. So your host, you're getting ready to host your webinar or host your meeting. Let's take a look as far as what that looks like. First, when you're hosting your webinar, this is going to be the attendee view. So those who are going to be ready for your webinar, this is what they'll see as far as waiting for your webinar to begin. And then this is what your host and panelists will see. It actually puts you all in practice mode, which is really cool. Gives you an opportunity, kind of think of it like a play, right? So kind of like behind the curtains, everybody's like, you know, places, everybody places. That's what it's like if you're getting ready as far as for your webinar. It puts you in a practice mode, allowing you just kind of like a few minutes to make sure everybody is good as far as with what their role is. You might have someone be the host or the moderator of that webinar. You might have someone just only answer Q&A. Um, so there's different roles that people can play within the webinar. And then, of course, making sure the panelists are comfortable with what they need to do as well. So once you've done, so we've talked about as far as getting you ready for the webinar. So I want to talk now as far as some different features that both you're going to see on a meeting and a Zoom webinar. Um, first, if you're in a Zoom meeting, let's talk about the different controls that are available to you. First, you have your viewing options. So you saw when we first started, everybody was kind of in that Brady Bunch look, if you will, with all the different boxes. 
That's called gallery view. Um, and that's a very collaborative view. That's probably one of the most popular that you've seen as far as in Zoom meetings, allowing everybody to not only see each other, but talk to each other. But then if you wanted to, you could also highlight the speaker. Um, and this is used like if you like, let's say you had like a department meeting or different things like that, where you just wanted to highlight, you'll still have everybody be able to see, but you still want to just highlight that particular person speaking. Um, the one thing I want you to walk away with is with regardless of everything that's going on down here on the left hand corner of your screen, making sure that you get and you're comfortable with your microphone icon and also your camera icon. This is kind of that zoom 101. You get these two, you are good to go and you can just work on all everything else. Um, first of all, with your microphone icon, this is where you can mute and unmute your audio. Um, and of course, testing your audio is something that we recommend that you do before every meeting because you don't want to have to spend the whole meeting going, can you hear me now? No, your attendees don't want that. Your camera, this allows you to either start or finish, excuse me, start or turn off your audio. So you'll find that some people have really nice pictures. So I applaud you all who have those really nice pictures there. Um, and But again, let's say if you're comfortable with having your video on, this is where you could turn it on as well. And then you'll see here, this is where you can also end a meeting. So if you're actually hosting a meeting, you're going to see the little button that says end. If you're just uh, attending that particular meeting, you'll see where it'll say leave. Now, if you are the host and if you ever need to leave a meeting early for whatever reason, you know, it happens. Well, that is when you would actually turn over host controls to someone else. So then you go from end to leave and allow you to end the meeting. Um, you also have the ability to invite others into your meetings, which is really nice. Um, it could happen. Let's say, you know, you're having a short impromptu meeting and then you realize, oh no, I forgot to invite Callie. You could actually come here to your invite icon, look for Callie's contact information, and you can either call her or email her, invite her to that particular meeting as well. Um, you also have the ability to manage participants, uh, which is really key in a meeting and also a webinar. And we'll talk a little bit more about that too. All right. So again, just showing you the different view as far as speaker view versus ga gallery view in a Zoom meeting. So participant settings is going to be key. And this is going to be a webinar feature that you'll see, um, a meeting and webinar feature that you'll see within Zoom, managing your participants, making sure they're good. Do you possibly have to mute folks? Um, this is where you can make somebody a co-host. Those are different things that you can do as far as within a Zoom, a Zoom webinar. Your Q&A, Callie had mentioned that before. This is going to be key in a webinar. Um, having that one person answer those questions within the webinar. You can actually do poll questions, which are pretty cool too, and we'll be able to show you those. And I always recommend doing those poll questions before the webinar has actually started. So this is a way, this is a great way to kind of interact and engage your audience. That's, that's kind of the one thing that Brandon and I hear at Zoom all the time. How do I get the audience engaged and kind of, you know, music is one thing, but also poll questions work really, really well also. So when talking about the participants in a webinar, you're going to have two different people. Again, you have the panelists and the attendees. And remember, the attendees are only in listen mode. So you won't be able to see them, but you will be able to see your panelists. You'll have one particular person as a host, and then you'll have a string of panelists that are there. They're the ones actually, you know, pushing out the information. They're the ones that the, that the attendees came to see. You'll notice you also have the opportunity to, to mute all as well.
Um, within here, you can also lock your web webinar down. So I'm going to talk a little bit about security towards the end, but I always like to bring this up. Zoom, and when it comes to Zoom security, this is something that's very important to us. Um, this is something that we have made great strides with um, as the pandemic hit to make sure that our platform is even more secure. Um, so with locking that webinar down, you have the ability to, once it gets started, and you want to make sure you don't want to have any outside people coming in, you could always lock it down. And that's something you can also do for meetings as well. So kind of keep that in mind. Um, as an attendee, they have the ability to actually raise their hand. So even outside of Q&A, someone could raise their hand. And if you're in a position to where if you'd like to answer that question live, you could do that as well. So just kind of keep that in mind. There's two different ways you can interact. They can either do Q&A or they could possibly raise their hand and they could um, excuse me, answer, ask their question live. So you'll see here again how you have the host, you have the different panelists. We have one attendee um, who is watching this particular webinar. Um, again, you have the chat feature, and this is where you can make someone possibly a coast. You can also change roles. So let's say, for instance, Tamara, she got done during her part, but then she needs to leave. You could actually change her role to an attendee, and that would actually drop her from the webinar. Or you can have somebody who's in the audience that you want to bring up to speak, and you can change them from an attendee to a webinar as well, if you'd like. Okay, so this is where we're going to allow Eleanor to actually um, ask a question. So she had raised her hand, and this is where, which I wish we can kind of change this. It kind of seems funny, but we can allow her to talk, and that's allowing her to actually say something. Um, and then we could lower her hand, and then we could either put her back in attendee mode, or if we wanted to, we can keep her up with the panelists as well. All right. Questions. You have the opportunity to allow your attendees to ask anonymous questions, which are really good um, because depending on the setting, sometimes, as you know, people are a little com can be uncomfortable with maybe asking a question in front of all their different peers. So it gives them the ability to either ask an anonymous question or, of course, they could just use their name. And what they'll see as far as the person handling the Q&A, they're going to see all the open questions. They're also going to see those questions that were answered. And again, like I said, you can allow them to answer anonymously or ask anonymously. So you're going to have all the open questions here. As I'm answering those questions, I can either send back an answer privately, or depending on the question, I can blast it out so everybody can see the response. And I also can answer live. So depending on what type of webinar you have, and that's really cool because sometimes depending on the panelists, they might be like, you know what, I want to answer all these questions live. That's great. So you can actually have somebody driving those questions and then they might go, hey, Callie, so-and-so is asking blah, 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 and then Kelly can answer, can actually answer that question. Now, as you're answering questions, you can also dismiss them as well, because sometimes that happens with when a web in a webinar, you might have somebody asking the same question over and over. So in that regard, you can just go ahead and dismiss that and then let folks know that that question has already been answered. Okay, so you see, again, you have the three different buckets, you have your open, this is where the questions are coming in, the questions that have been answered, and then also those questions that have been dismissed as well. All right, so let's talk about poll management, and you can do poll questions in meetings and in webinars. What's really cool about the poll is you're not only creating the question, you're also creating the answer as well. So you could have um, 
question as far as multiple choice. Um, you can have them do just possibly a single answer. And this is once you have that, then you have the ability to launch that poll question out to your audience. And then you can actually see how many people have responded to that poll question. You can give them, you know, however long it takes to get maybe 100% of the people who voted. And then once that that's done, you could end your poll question. And then it's just a matter of relaunching that question and sharing the results to your audience. So this is something a lot of people like to do, whether in a meeting or a webinar, sometimes at the end, if you want to get that instant feedback as far as like, how did we do? Um, did you enjoy this? And things like that. Or you can even have fun questions. Um, I think Callie and some people mentioned as far as, you know, wanted to hang out and possibly do coffee and a drink. Maybe we, hey, happy hour on Friday for the chamber. Where do you guys want to meet up? So you can have different fun questions like that. Sharing content is going to be key, and this is something that you can also do within a meeting or a webinar. You can allow all your participants to share, just like we did as far as um, as Stacy opened, and they were sharing as far as the chamber were sharing their screen, and then they passed along the share capabilities to me. This is nice, another way to collaborate and allow everybody to be involved within the meeting as well. And again, you can share as far as your desktop, um, you can share different applications. Remember, I mentioned sometimes you might even want to share music. That's Brandon's thing. Sometimes he likes to start out with some really cool music in meetings. If you're going to be sharing music or possibly videos from YouTube, you just want to make sure you come down here once you've hit the share screen. And this is your basic sharing to make sure you have clicked share a computer sound or optimize a full screen as far as video clip. That's going to be key. That's going to have that sound go from your computer out to everybody who's in your meeting and they'll be able to enjoy it. Okay. And then of course you have different advanced sharing. Um, you can share a portion of your screen. You can also do computer sound only, um, which I can tell you if you're ever doing a party for a bunch of kids, they love it, <laughs> especially if they're on Zoom, being able to hear all the different music and things like that. So that's where that computer sound comes in. And then you can also share different files in Zoom as well, which is great, especially if you have those meetings where you're collaborating and different people might be sharing. Okay. Um, the chat, which a lot of you all are in, this is also a feature that you can have in meetings or in webinar. Um, with the chat, as far as on the webinar piece, you can have it to where, do you want it to be all the panelists and attendees, or do you want just all the panelists to chat? And when you're in a meeting, you can have it to where everyone or it can be a private chat. So um, just a little PSA announcement. If you're going to be sending a private chat, please make sure it's private. The last thing we want is somebody says, I do not like so-and-so, or what is she wearing? And everybody sees it. So just kind of be, be mindful if you're going to be chatting to make sure if it's going to be private, please make it private. I've seen it where somebody has sent a message to everyone, and unfortunately, everybody sees that message. Okay. So you'll see here, again, do you want all the panelists, everyone in the meeting, or do you want to send something as far as private? Now, if you're going to be ending your webinar or also ending your meeting, again, this is where the host does this. And this is going to be the little red button that says end. Um, and just so you know, if you've accidentally, maybe you've already done it, have ended a meeting as somebody was in the middle of talking and forgetting that, oh, man, I'm the host. That's okay. We've all done it. Um, but again, if you need to leave a meeting early, just turn over host controls to someone else and that end will change the leave and allow you to leave the meeting. All right. So 
security. Um, had talked a little bit as far as how you can lock a webinar down. Uh, with the latest version of Zoom, we've always had these different security features within Zoom, but what we did is we decided to put them in one central place. So you'll notice that you're going to have a little shield, and I'll say that as far as security. So just make it easier for you to know where to go. Um, again, locking the meeting is going to be key. If you're the, your meeting starts at 10, um, everybody is there probably about like 10.07, go ahead and lock it down. You have, don't have to worry about any outside people coming to your meeting, or you can enable as far as your waiting room, which is key, especially in a meeting. It allows the host to come in, and once they do, everybody else can join them. So it just kind of puts them in a little virtual waiting room, if you will. Again, another way to kind of strengthen that security so you don't have to worry about anybody from the outside coming into your meetings. So I want to take you a little bit to the Zoom desktop to show you some couple other different features. Um, as far as the video preference, and again, now we're in the Zoom desktop, you'll notice that it's going to integrate with your either laptop camera or if you possibly have like a little camera on top of your, your laptop, it's going to show that. Um, you can also enable HD. Um, you can do mirror my video. So what is that? So you kind of see, I've seen some cool uh, virtual backgrounds there and kind of my virtual background. It allows the audience to be able to see it so they can read it correctly. And then of course, probably one of our most favorite features here at Zoom is called Touch Up My Appearance. So like a lot of us, we've been sheltering in. Maybe we can't get to the barber. Maybe we can't get to the salon. It just kind of clears you up and gets your camera ready. So between that and good lighting, it can take you to go from Samuel Jackson to Janet Jackson in a click of a button. Trust me, it works. If I, if I unclick this, you guys would probably run for the hills. So touch of my appearance will be your best friend. You can have fun with that. Um, the virtual backgrounds are also very fun. Um, and you'll see like I have your logo behind me. Um, I see some people, let's see, who is that? Mike Berg. He has a really cool background with the doors behind him. Um, Alan had a ship up earlier. Now he's gone jazzy on us and he's got the city behind him. So you can have really good, you can have a lot of fun with that. You can have your kids, your grandkids, your dog. Um, if you're talking to another business, possibly put their logo up. So you can have a little fun with that. Um, something that we like to do that we have fun with it kind of not freaks our, our clients out, but they think it's funny. If I'm talking to a big client, I'll actually have their lot be behind me. And for, I swear for two seconds, they'll be like, wait a second, are you in my building? So it's just kind of, fun things that you can do as far as with your virtual backgrounds. And all of these are backgrounds that you can download um, within Zoom. It comes with some virtual backgrounds, but if you'd like to download some, you can do that as well. Um, with the virtual background, um, a lot of times you do need a newer operating system. So if you find that maybe it's grainy or doesn't look right, you might need a green screen or sometimes just kind of a plain background behind you could even work too. And then we'll help you as far as letting you know the dimensions and the size and the different things like that, that will help with have, making your virtual background um, look really good behind you. And why is it kept? Sometimes it's nice to kind of just shield and hide, maybe depending on where you are, maybe your virtual background is hiding your kids or maybe you're in the kitchen or in your bedroom. That's another way too that you can use a virtual background. Um, but lighting is also going to be your key. So good lighting will take you far with having a really effective Zoom meeting and also Zoom webinar. All right. So let's talk about some tips and best practices. I see, Brandon, you've been flooded with questions. So that's awesome. You're getting a lot of questions in there. Um, first, before the meeting, again, test your audio and video. 
Let's make sure your microphone levels are good and let's make it's it's up high enough so where people could hear you. Um, testing your video, just kind of playing around with your camera to making sure it look it looks good as well. Having the content you want to share, like a PowerPoint, making sure it's ready. You don't want to really be in the middle building it while your attendees are waiting for you. And like I said, the lighting around you makes a big deal. Um, I kind of I use the round lights for mine um, outside of, you know, it's just kind of the, the light in my room to kind of give me that extra brightness for a Zoom meeting. Um, when hosting a meeting, it always is best practice to mute everyone. Uh, sometimes people ask, when is a meeting, like how many people does it take for a meeting to be loud? Honestly, it could be five people. So if you could go ahead and just mute everyone and only have that person speaking be unmuted, it just sounds crisper. Uh, using the gallery view, that's the Brady Bunch view, as we like to call it, really works with um, collaboration and allowing everybody to see everybody, especially now, you know what, we miss our friends. So there's nothing like the gallery view. Um, Sharing, obviously, is going to be key. I have it set up to where I allow everybody to share in my meetings because, again, another way to collaborate. I'm not sure what's going on. So I might end my sharing and then maybe Stacy wants to pick up and share something as well as far as the group. And we always preach, again, we're a video conferencing platform. Please turn on your camera. I know your camera shy, but this is, again, this is another way to see everybody and we're all friends here, right? So with that, it's all about positioning your camera. We don't want the top of the head shot. We don't want the classic chin shot. We don't want that. So kind of play around with it. Um, I have heard, it was funny, they said in the news that people are wanting more and more um, chin surgery since Zoom started. I guess everybody is more paying attuned to their chin. So, but let's just try to get it to where everybody can see the top half and your beautiful face. Um, and again, eye contact is going to be key. So let's say a little trick for you. If you don't really like looking to the camera, you think it's a little much, look at the people that you're talking to. They won't know the difference. So sometimes I do that in meetings where I don't necessarily have to look in the camera. I can just look at Alan and then it looks like I'm looking at everybody. So kind of a little trick if you're not comfortable with just, you know, getting look, literally looking right into the camera. All right. Um, lastly, wearing bright colors is always fun. Of course, you know, depending on the type of background you have, sometimes you may want to color coordinate, but at the end of the day, you want to smile and have fun. Remember, that's the best thing apart. That's the best thing about having a Zoom meeting is it makes everybody happy. So smile, enjoy yourself and have a good time. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I see we've had tons of questions. Um, Callie, you let me know if we have an, um, some time for them, for somebody to possibly ask some additional questions. What I'm going to do is a stop sharing and I'm going to put us all back in gallery view so we can see everybody. But thank you so much for your time um, for going over Zoom. Thanks, Nicole. Thank I appreciate it. Stacey, go ahead. I know you've been monitoring the questions. Yeah, I had a couple of things that several people asked that I thought um, if we might could go over, it might um, be um, beneficial for the group. Sure. Um, what about um, recording the meetings and how do you get the recordings? Yes. So there's two ways that you can record in Zoom. You can record as far as on your laptop, uh, local recording, or you record to the cloud. We always suggest recording to the cloud. And then if you're hosting the meeting, what happens is that recording gets emailed to you. And it's a, just a nice shareable URL that you could actually send that to all your participants. Okay. So there's a button on this bottom row 
of where we can report. Oh, I see yes. it now. You just yep. press, clicked it's, on more. <laughs> Click yep. on more, people. <laughs> it's, yep, yep. You'll see it. And then if you're hosting, is right next to your share button. So you got yep. the green button. And then to your right, you're going to see where it's going to say record. Okay, great. Um, there was a couple of questions, and I know this will be very helpful for today since Brandon's been hard at work. How do you copy <laughs> and save the chat? Um, you actually, that's a setting in your web portal where you can actually save your chat messages. So you just want to make sure that's clicked on so that at the end, when you get the, the recording, you'll also get a chat file and that's going to be all your information is going to be there. Okay. Is there a way to save the chat from today? Um, I know in the chat feature, you can go over to um, where you make your comments next to file, there's the three dots. Yeah. Well, actually, since I'm hosting the meeting, when I send you Stacy, the actual, um, recording, I'll also send you the chat file as well. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. And also what is the difference or the advantages of Q and a versus chat? And I know yeah. Q and a is in the webinar feature, but what, what are the benefits of that? Yeah. So like you said, webinar is your Q&A. That gives you an opportunity to talk to those attendees that you can't see, allows them to ask questions. Um, to be honest with you, it's really just kind of a preference. So with webinar, you can actually have Q&A and chat if you like. Again, it's a way to interact. Um, a lot of times for the webinar, I've seen where people have turned the chat off and they strictly want the Q&A. So they can kind of control the questions. But in a meeting, that's where the chat function comes in. So as the host, I can either send chat messages to everyone or it allows you all as attendees to speak to someone privately. Have you ever been late for a meeting? You're kind of like, hey, what did I miss? This gives you an opportunity to kind of reach out to Steve and maybe send him a quick chat message like, hey, Steve, I missed the first 10 minutes. What happened? So that's kind of the, the nice ways or, you know, the advantages of using Q&A and also chat. Um, I know for our Pro Alliance meetings, our lead generation uh, networking group that we mm -hmm. have on Wednesday mornings, we use the breakout rooms. So can you talk a little bit about the breakout rooms? And um, because we found it to be very user friendly and very easy to do. However, we've had trouble switching people back and forth between mm -hmm. rooms. Yeah. Well, the breakout rooms are really great. Those you're going to have just in the meetings. Um, so this gives you an opportunity to, so like for instance, within Zoom, we use those. We have once a month, it's called a Zoom rendezvous. Um, it could be 700 of us, let's say like on that main meeting. And then somebody assigns us different rooms and maybe like 10 people in a different room. This is like a network. Um, so the host can only assign the rooms. Um, the co-host has the ability to move within the different rooms, but the host can be the only one to assign them. So that maybe be some of the issues people are having. They're thinking that the host or maybe they could assign them, but the host would be the main person to, the assi to assign them. But that's really a good way to, um, again, if you're having like, let's say like an online conference, you can use different breakout rooms to have like different sessions. And then you can allow um, the host and the co-host can move in those different sessions. And then if if you wanted to, you could also assign possibly different rooms and maybe move the people around and have different people be in the different breakout rooms as well. Um, I think that got to a lot of the questions. There was a, a couple of questions about the profile pictures, how some mm -hmm. people have their logos and profile pictures up. Um, do you want to kind of touch on that? Yeah, that's going to be in your web portal. That's something I've been talking with Stacy with because we're trying to work with getting her picture up. Um, but when you go into the web portal, you do have the opportunity to upload your picture. Um, so whether it's a picture yourself or if you possibly want to, you know, put a business logo or things like that. But that's that's going to be something that's going to be done on the portal. And let me just say, I'm very impressed with how many people have their cameras on. So kudos to you all. 
especially early in the morning. Right. We're a chamber of love and people. We want to see each other. I love it. I love it. It Looks good. I will add, Nicole, probably the biggest question that you got was when you showed the touch up my appearance. Oh, of, I never knew that was a thing. I've used yes. it for three months. It's one of my favorite features. But yes, I'm, the, I'm telling you. millennial in me coming out saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, it's not a matter of being vain. It's just a matter of getting you camera ready. It just kind of clears you up. Now, people have asked, um, you know, what am I going to do about my gray roots? I can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about weight gain. I'm in the same boat. Trust me, if I can hit a button and be 20 pounds lighter, I'd be rich. So I'm <laughs> calling that a feature request. But for now, it just kind of clears you up and gets you ready. <laughs> well, is there anything, um, I know that you've heard a lot, you've done a lot of these trainings. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we may have missed or that, um, would be beneficial for our group that, yeah, you know, kind I, of a, a secret tip, the secret tip practice. And the, I always use the analogy when you go to, you know, check out a new car, you don't get into it and just take off. You know, you kind of play around with the buttons, you kind of figure out where things are. So please practice. Sometimes people will get to Zoom and they'll be like, it's not working. I don't like it. I'm like, oh, did you practice? Uh, no, you can't use it the first time you have a meeting with 100 people. Because guess what? Something inevitably is going to go wrong. So practice that webinar. Even outside of the practice session that you have the day of, spend like your day or two kind of doing a run through. Um, you know, that's something that even we do at Zoom, if we have like big webinars and things like that, if I'm invited to be a panelist, they'll, we'll have like dry runs. Um, the same with your meeting. Maybe it's going to be you and a co-host. Practice your content sharing. So I start and then once I get done, Stacy knows to pick up and then she throws her thing up there. You know, practice that timing. That's really the secret sauce with Zoom. Practice. And then also, um, as far as, you know, just being secure, not inviting the whole world to your meetings. Um, sometimes people get excited and they want to put stuff on social media. Just kind of be conscious of that. You know, if, you, if this is a meeting that you do want everybody to be part of, um, everybody is going to come. So if not, just kind of, you know, be protective of your meeting links as well. Okay. Um, one final um, question that we had um, here, and I know that um, this affects um, us at the chamber as well. If we're trying to schedule a meeting, we have one chamber account, and then all of us have personal accounts, but the our personal accounts are 40 minutes, and the chamber account is over that. So mm-hmm. how do we schedule meetings um, You know, through Outlook if it's not – you know, if it's not our personal account. So are you saying, how do we get like a longer duration? Like you want to do over 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the difference between having what's called a basic account um, and a pro account. So with your basic, that's where you have the 40 minute duration. Um, One thing I've seen people do to kind of, uh, you know, add more time, if you will, it hits the 40 minutes, they end the meeting, and then they start the meeting again. Um, so basically, if we're one-on-one, Stacy, we can talk for however long we want, but it's when we add others to the meeting, that's where the time comes in. Um, if you have that pro license, you can have a meeting up to 24 hours. So just kind of keep that in mind. But a trick that I've seen to where, Stacy, if it's me and you and we invite others, we'll, we'll do that 40 minutes, we'll end it, and then we'll just start a new meeting, and that gives us more time. Got it. Got it. So basically, the person with the email address connected to the account is the only one that can do a meeting longer than that, like a corporate. Yeah. They have to have a specific um, business or pro license. Now, if I, now 
if I am, um, you know, if I have a pro or business license, I can invite all my basic people to my meeting and then we can talk longer as well. So that, that's something else too. And, and thank you for bringing that up. So if I have that pro license and so now I have that 24 duration, I can invite you all and we could talk forever. Um, the host is the one is going to be to um, basically, uh, they're going to be the ones that control the duration. So if you're basic at 40 minutes and you're hosting, that's how long the meeting is. Yeah. If you have a pro license, you can have a meeting up to 24 hours. Got it. Well, thank you, Nicole. Callie, would you like to say a few words? You know, I would. (laughs) Nicole, thank you. It's been great. And I know I uh, probably like many of us, I don't use this just for um, work anymore because Mm -hmm. we've got family members who we can't get to and can't interact with because of age or or other restrictions. And so we've been using this as a family and it's it's obviously more fun because it's a little bit funny to watch grandparents navigate it. <laughs> you know, that's just personally fun for us, but, right. um, but it has been um, a lifesaver in some regards. Um, and I think for many, probably truly that I know um, for the seniors in our lives, it has been. Yeah. So um, it's really brought families together. You know, these are not people I would normally have talked to every week. Right. Um, they aren't my direct family. They're maybe in-laws, but I just, think it's the coolest thing that, um, you know, Zoom has really brought us together through all of this. And I, I want to make sure that, you know, at least from, from my staff's perspective, you know, this kept us together when we were immediately moved home, we were able to do this every morning and have a huddle, um, which, you know, did our hearts good and kind of grounded us. Um, getting back here, it's a way that we can communicate and get to see our members who we love and that's doing our hearts good. And then with our family. So while this is a business tool, mm-hmm. I don't think it, we can minimize how important it's been for us personally as well. So thank you. And thanks to Zoom, who is here in Alpharetta. And we are so grateful that they are here. Um, Steve, any closing words from Roswell Inc.? No, I would just say it's great. Uh, once again, I reiterate what Callie said. It was phenomenal when the, we were in the crisis in the beginning of this pandemic, when I could bring my team together, I could bring our connectors together. Entrepreneurs could get grab a, a cup of coffee and just have a chat because they could see that you know life was going on and it really helped us connect. So uh, I appreciate everything Zoom is doing. I appreciate this partnership and I look forward to next Thursday. We've yeah, absolutely. We have, we have lots more coming up. So, and the great news is that I expect now all of our cameras on for the rest of the, <laughs> the seminar series. Uh, Nicole, again, thank you. And thanks to your entire team for um, putting us on your schedule and being with us today. Uh, it's, it's really, it's been game changing for all of us. Um, thanks again to Roswell Inc. for your partnership on the entire series. Uh, you can see up our seminar series and all of the upcoming great programming. Our next program in the Economic Recovery webinar series will be next Thursday, June 11th. We will hear from a panel of legal experts on lost business commercial leases and labor law. Um, we're really expecting to see a lot of um, a lot of issues on the legal side after this. And so really want to make sure that that we're focused on that. Um, you can see that uh, we've got uh, Roswell's uh, Law Group that are our sponsors for that. I really appreciate that as well. Um, thank you to the Roswell attorneys for doing that. Um, and you can register as always on our website at gnfcc.com and invite your friends 
um, invite anyone who you think would benefit by this. That's why we're making these free and available to everyone. So we will see you next Thursday. And in the meantime, y'all have a great week. Thanks.